0: That's right. today we are coming to you to talk about uh, what I have always understood to be one of your least favorite things, Matthew, and that is avocados.
1: Yeah, I knew we would have to do this someday and like you know we're, we're like every podcast you listen to these days we're recording remotely. So this way you don't know whether I ate an avocado or not, but I will tell you I did not.
0: I know. We we had recently made a new commitment to producer Abby that we were going to step up our like photo game that whenever we met to record, we were going to, you know, really take a good picture of whatever food we were talking about. Well... Now I'm recording in my basement yep. and Matthew's recording alone on the other side of town and there may or may not be an avocado near either one of us. So sorry, producer Abby, we're we're falling down on the job already.
1: Everyone now knows that this show has been a scam all along. We've never <laughs> eaten anything on the show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. In all fact- right.
1: We're, we're uh, robots that can survive. We just, we just plug into a USB port and we're good.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now the truth is finally coming out. Thank you, uh, 2020, for revealing all of our darkest secrets.
1: Yeah, but it's cool. People, people love us. They'll forgive us for being robots.
0: It's cool. I mean, we're very, we're very uh, cuddly robots.
1: You make it sound like we're sex robots. What's that show that everyone likes that I haven't seen? Westworld? Is that a sex robot show?
0: It is kind of a sex robot show. And you know, I am in my red carpeted love dungeon right now. That's right. Which is not red carpeted anymore.
1: Oh, I I don't understand how you could make that decision. I, I don't know if we're still
0: friends. I know. I know. Well, we we really may not be friends after we finish this episode talking about avocados because I I fear that this is going to be like some intense like exposure therapy for you. Can robots uh, be
1: friends with other robots? I think I think yes.
0: I think so. It depends on how they how. Yeah. Artificial uh, and intelligence. We're off to a strong start.
1: If I'm, yeah, artificial intelligence is the answer. I feel like maybe if I'm a sex robot, like I need like a tune up of some kind. I don't know if like I'm performing up to like sex robot standards. That seems like a pretty high standard.
0: I'm definitely not. Yeah. I'm definitely not. I'm going to, I'm going to contact my maker when this is over.
1: Yeah. Okay. That sounds,
0: that sounds like I'm going
1: (laughs) to. You're going to die and ascend directly (laughs) to heaven. Yes. Um,
0: okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just well. going to call
1: tech support. Like It's going to be a long <laughs> wait. Everybody <laughs> is calling sex robot tech support right about now because- <laughs> Everybody is stuck at home with with their sex robot that maybe they haven't turned it on in a while and the batteries ran down.
0: Oh man! Well, um, hey, listener Kate, listener Kate, <laughs> we have you to thank for uh, this this topic that we're discussing today. Listener oh, yes. Kate suggested we talk about avocados, and I don't think this is the show she had in mind, but here it is.
1: Oh, I I don't know. I think it probably is. Okay, so memory lane. I have yeah. never liked avocados. And I, I was thinking about, like, to to try and avoid making this just an episode where one person doesn't like avocados, and that's the whole story. I, I was trying to figure out what it is about avocados that I don't like. And, like, as you know, we've talked about this before. I guess everyone knows this. Like, when someone doesn't like a food, it's usually because of the texture, right?
0: Yes. I think that is the common wisdom about food aversions generally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, as you know, I grew up uh, not liking cold or room temperature foods for the most part.
0: I'm still digesting this. I know. I'm still
1: digesting some things I ate back in the 80s.
0: Well, here's the interesting thing. So we just said that, that most food aversions are texture related, yet it seems like some of yours are just temperature related.
1: They are. So I think this is this avocados is one where texture and temperature come together. In, in like a, a Frankenstein horror show for me because it's got a creamy texture and like a creamy dip is one of the things that I'm still most afraid of in the world. So they're eaten at room temperature and they have a creamy texture. And so it seemed like you open this fruit and there's just a creamy dip inside.
0: That sounds amazing. I, I know. I don't I, know, I, man.
1: I, like I said, I, this morning, I said I've never knowingly known anybody else who doesn't like avocados. But then Teenager of the Show Iris was like, hey, I don't like avocados. What am I, chopped avocado? That's actually what they said.
0: Oh, my gosh. Teenager of the Show Iris, so clever and and so full of surprises. Did you really not know that Teenager of the Show Iris doesn't like avocados?
1: I was kind of not not considering my family members in, in that declaration.
0: Well, and I can imagine too that if you don't like avocados, you're not exactly buying them. So you don't have a chance to see if Totsy likes them or not.
1: But I, I do buy them pretty often because wife of the show, Lori, loves avocados and like schooled me on all sorts of avocado related things when I was prepping for this episode.
0: As usual, thank God for Watsall. We would have no show without Watson.
1: Yeah. So, but recently for me, like there, I have found a couple of things with avocados that I like and it feels, I I don't even know if I'm myself anymore. I feel like uh, speaking, speaking now as a robot, like that maybe I've had some sort of new module installed. Uh, Robots have modules, right? Uh,
0: Yes. So what does this module uh, change about you?
1: I want to kind of leave this as a teaser for later in the episode when we we talk about like what things we like to do or eat with avocados. (laughs)
0: okay okay because I mean otherwise we like people... to do with avocados <laughs> oh believe me I'll tell we're, you we're what gonna I like... sort of get there I'll tell you what I like to do with a fruit full of creamy dip
1: yeah that yeah
0: you, I, like to, I... you like to like
1: to uh, like drive a knife into the pit and twist it out
0: I know you said we were gonna talk about it later so I needed some time to think about what I like to do with oh, a okay, fruit full great. of cream just give we'll me a talk minute. about minutes later
1: okay okay. Uh, So how about you, memory
0: lane? Memory lane. So I've always had a pretty good feeling about about avocados. I think that as a kid, I mostly thought of them as like the thing that gets made into guacamole. Sure. And I grew up, you know, for some reason, like even though my family didn't eat much Mexican food or Tex-Mex at home, I think of Tex-Mex as being like a prominent part of my childhood, like eating out in restaurants experience.
1: Oh yeah, I I think it was like one of easily like one of the most popular foods to eat at a restaurant in the 80s
0: yes I mean not that it it still
1: isn't still but
0: no it, it was a big deal and and so I think that as a kid because I associated avocados with guacamole and because I was scared of spicy foods and guacamole was sometimes hiding like Little bits of jalapeno and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, I think I I was I was sort of suspicious of avocado, but I liked it. I mean, when it was put in front of me, particularly if it were sliced up or Mm -hmm. I don't know, like in a sandwich, I I was into that. It never occurred to me to have anything against it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do how do these things happen? Like, what made me decide? Like, this just isn't my thing. I didn't have like some sort of some sort of like. Upsetting experience with it.
0: You know what i what I think of about my uh, my like you know earliest memories of avocado. For some reason, I wonder if when it first came in the stores. And again, we're talking about grocery stores in Oklahoma. I seem to remember regularly seeing two different varieties of it, which seems yep. way, way too We're gonna fancy. We're going to talk about this. This seems way too fancy for a grocery store in Oklahoma. But I remember seeing the, is it the Haas avocado that, yep. uh, that has the kind of pebbly skin, which is what I usually see in stores now. But I remember also frequently seeing one that was lighter green with smooth skin. And now I don't see that in my regular That's grocery store. That's
1: the Choquette. Store. And it's uh, <gasps> grown in Florida. And I don't see it very much anymore either. The Haas has really taken over.
0: Will you you tell me? Tell me what you know about avocado.
1: Okay, so can we talk some botany?
0: Yeah, did you see? Hold on. Did you see what I did there with the rhyme? No. Tell tell me what you know about avocado. About avocado. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, well, we're going to talk a lot about the word avocado also, but apparently I've just learned from you that it's pronounced avocado.
0: (laughs) It's like Chicago.
1: Chicago. Yes. Um, yes. Is, yeah. If there were, if there was like a, a, a tradition of blues songs about avocados, which I mean, if it was me, I would write one about like, all I've got to eat is avocado. So i got the avocado blues. I would put the accent on the last syllable. Let's talk um, botany. So uh, the avocado is <laughs> Persia Americana and it grows on trees. Oh,
0: okay. Go on.
1: Uh, It most likely originated in in Mexico or Mesoamerica, and it is a climacteric single-seeded berry. So this is, uh, once again, uh, we are learning anytime we don't know what a fruit or vegetable is, it's probably a berry.
0: What was the other word you said? Climacteric?
1: It's not a chimera, which is like something with like the head of a lion and... I can't remember what else. What's a chimera?
0: Wouldn't it be cool if chimeras laid eggs and the eggs were avocados? Were avocados?
1: That yes. is. I think you just like invented a new like origin myth.
0: A new a new Greek myth, in fact. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: well, I feel I feel like it's more more like like a Central American myth.
0: Oh, you're right. I was just thinking chimera. You know, ancient Greece.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Anyway, so okay, go on. Anyway, Central okay, America. Okay, so I wrote
1: I wrote down a whole bunch of like uh, botany related stuff about avocados, but now it turns out that they're they're just uh, chimera eggs, and all of the stuff I wrote down is wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So okay, we can just move right along. <laughs> okay. All and right, we're so, done with this botany segment.
1: Climacteric means, uh, climacteric fruits are fruits that ripen quickly in the presence of ethylene gas. So, so any, Ah. a fruit that you imagine ripening is probably a climacteric fruit. So like, like a peach is a climacteric fruit, but an apple is not.
0: What about a, a banana? Is a banana a a climacteric fruit? Yeah. Okay. So stone fruits, are stone fruits in general climacteric fruits? Yep. So wait a minute. Is an avocado a stone fruit?
1: An avocado is, uh... So a, a stone fruit, I think, is usually what we call something like in the prunus genus. And so, no, uh, avocados okay. are, are not at all closely related to those things. But if you, by stone fruit, you mean a fruit with one big ass seed in the middle? Then yes.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Go on. This is, this is interesting to me. Okay. Wait, what makes a fruit climacteric? Like, uh, what, what's it's, going it's, on in there?
1: Right. So it's just programmed to ripen at a certain point and like, you know, drop off the tree and like get smooshy and delicious and and spread its seeds that way. It's it's just like a life, you know, life history strategy.
0: I thought you were going to say it's a a robot strategy because you said it's programmed to do that.
1: Well, I mean, we're all programmed to do stuff, not just not just we robots, okay. okay, but I mean, like genetically speaking, like, you know, like plants, plants have all kinds of different strategies for for reproduction and propagation. And uh, whether whether your fruits are climactic or non-climactic is part of that. But like, what are the advantages and disadvantages of being climacteric No idea. I just re- as I was saying it realized that climactic sounds a lot like climax and it's and that I was talking about reproductive strategies and...
0: And then you were talking about sex robots sex earlier. Sex robots. So this Listener may be our Kate. sexiest episode. Listener Kate, we are so sorry for what we've done to this episode.
1: And believe me, there's more to come. Unlike most fruits we eat, avocados do not ripen fully on the tree and they need to be picked before they will ripen.
0: All right. Wow. Oh, they have to be picked before they'll ripen. Right. Okay. So you can
1: you can leave an avocado on the tree, not forever, but for a while and, uh, and just like store it there if you have an avocado tree i am told i don't have one do
0: you uh, this is so interesting i don't i don't we should um we should see if we can relocate to southern california for a while so that we can get an avocado tree grow it successfully and find out for sure yeah that'll I mean, be we were... uh, that'll be what we do with the next decade of spilled milk spilled milk yeah, we so were...
1: cow We've talked about this. I mean, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I've thought about this occasionally that like if we were, if we were an LA based podcast, we would always be having like our favorite comedians on as guests. Not that we can't have our favorite Seattle comedians on as guests, but like if you're in LA and you do a podcast, I think you just like hit record and, and like, uh, Mary Holland or John Gemberling just shows up and sits down in your studio or your house.
0: Who who are those people? Those
1: are comedians who are on podcasts a lot. Oh.
0: I was like, "Are these famous botanists?"
1: <laughs> those are those are famous botanists. Yes. Okay. So So uh, uh, remember, we were just we were just in Southern California, and you and you were really taken with the the local flora.
0: Yes. Yeah. Those are a
1: couple of the botanists who would who would like school you on the local flora on Perfect. your on your botany podcast.
0: Perfect. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. This uh, next fact is avocados are described in the Florentine Codex of Bernardino de Sahagun, an ethnography of the Aztec people written in the sixteenth century.
0: Wow. This is cool. a thing I never
1: knew about. It sounds interesting. It's like a twenty four hundred page book about the Aztec culture written by like a Spanish priest priest, I believe, like a Jesuit priest.
0: Interesting. Huh. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And and he was like, avocados, good stuff.
0: And so when were these things domesticated? I mean, I presume that, you know, so they originated in Mexico. I presume it was a wild plant and then they they were domesticated at some point.
1: Yeah. So it, it appears that avocados were domesticated three times, all thousands of years ago in Mexico Guatemala and the West Indies
0: okay okay so like like
1: genetics of domesticated avocados tell us that there are like three different branches of the tree
0: very cool okay and so I'm guessing that then they were sort of like you know bred for various qualities and whatever what so what are the ones that we know of now there's the Haas or Haas yeah I mean like if
1: you're if you're like a, a gardener, I, I'm sure you can order. You know, I didn't look up to see if there are avocados with funny names. I didn't do a quiz.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. We're really falling apart here. But we're we're going to we're going to do better. We're going to figure this out. Uh, yep. w- we won't fall Everyone, down. On the-
1: everyone's doing their best. Like, yeah, you know, just just because we are robots and we came programmed from the factory with literally thousands of sex moves and positions <laughs> doesn't mean that we know how to do a remote podcast.
0: That's true. It's true. But we're going to get there. OK, so there's the Haas or the Haas. Haas yeah, Haas? I don't
1: not sure whether it's. I, I say Haas, but I don't know if that's correct. OK. Uh, and those are the dark green ones that come from Mexico and California.
0: OK, with and the pebbly the, skin,
1: with the pebbly skin. Uh, okay. then there's the choquette, which are the larger light green ones that are grown in Florida. Okay, and I don't know if I've ever eaten one of the the, the choquettes.
0: I don't know if I have either. I don't remember that name choquette. I remember I um, never
1: heard it until I was researching.
0: Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, what uh, where does the word avocado come from anyway?
1: I'm so glad you asked. So the word avocado has not changed a whole lot in thousands of years because the Nahuatl word was ahuacatl.
0: Wow. So it's a
1: very old word.
0: Okay. However,
1: the word avocado is not a very old word. I mean, it sort of is. Here's where things get kind of fuzzy. So before 1915 in the U.S., the fruit was called aguacate, uh, in Sp- the, which is the Spanish word, or aguacate in California and among Spanish speaking populations. Okay, and was called alligator pear in Florida. Okay, and then the the California Avocado Association stepped in, big avocado, and decided oh, yes. to market them as avocados, which was a word that they did not come up with, but was used by like an English botany writer in the 17th century and then pretty much never used again until the 20th century, as far as I can tell.
0: Do you think that, you know, when it was first coined, like, you know, in in the 1600s, do you think that it was somebody trying to, um, what is the word, to transliterate the Nahuatl word? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Or the Spanish word.
0: You know, I'm realizing, Matthew, that when we were talking about memory lane, that there was something I had forgotten that actually is a very important stepping stone on my memory oh, yeah, lane. Oh, we can of go avocados. back to memory lane. Um, I so think the-, the
1: entrance to memory lane is always open.
0: Okay, great, <laughs> great. Okay, it's,
1: I, it's right up here.
0: Perfect. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that in Florida it was known as the Alligator Pair, right? When I was a kid, I, as as you know, I used to ride horses. And oh, believe um, me, I know. And I had this riding trainer. Her name was Jenny Paisley. What a great name, right?
1: It's a great name, yes. Um, Especially for like a horse person.
0: Yes. So Jenny Paisley, before she lived in Oklahoma, which is where I knew her, she had lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico for many, many years. Yes. And so through her, we started going to these horse shows in the summertime in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Anyway, Jenny was very familiar, obviously, with all the businesses around the the fairgrounds in Albuquerque. Okay. And she took us to this place. I don't know if it still exists. It was near the Albuquerque Fairgrounds. It was called Christie Mays, I think. And it was like a, a really popular lunch place. It was like where you would go to have like your really great BLT or whatever. Okay. And we would go there for lunch. And I would order what they called the alligator pear. And it was half an avocado, you know, with the pit removed with either uh, like a, a perfect like ice cream scoop scoop of, of tuna salad or chicken salad in the middle.
1: Oh, I I think I actually had a nightmare about what you're describing last (laughs) night.
0: Um, Anyway, we would go to, I think it was Christy Mays. And I can still picture the sign. It had this big, um, you know, big sign on one of those big old sign poles. It was like this plasticky looking sign that said Christy Mays. And we would go and I would have the tuna salad, alligator pear, and a tall glass of lemonade. And it was definitely lemonade. I don't know. It tasted like fresher than country time. It tasted very like special to me. And this is such a fond childhood memory for me going. It would be really hot and we would go have lunch at Christy May's and I would have my alligator pear and my lemonade. It was so good.
1: Wow. The the lemonade part of that sounds great to me. Everything else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like okay. if you if you were one have ever wondered, like whether robots can have nightmares, they do. Like okay. uh, I have a nightmare about about a scoop of tuna salad on an avocado. and okay. and like, sex robots all have nightmares about, like, will we ever truly be loved?
0: Uh, yes. Well, um, I can tell you that the sex robots are capable of of loving because okay. I myself have loved an alligator it, pear filled with tuna salad,
1: fair enough.
0: suites by marriott
1: town place suites by marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay
0: find the comforts of home at town place suites go there with marriott bonvoy ever been to delaware if not now is the time to visit you'll find a lot of fun in a little state I want to get back to the word avocado. Okay. Because I went, another thing on memory lane, I remember as a kid in French class, I remember learning the French word for avocado, which is avocado. Right? Yeah, that's right. But isn't that the same as the word for lawyer in French? Yeah,
1: it's kind of a coincidence. I mean not exactly, but like the fact that the Nahuatl word for avocado sounds a lot like the like the word advocate or the word yes. for lawyer in in Romance languages, that is a coincidence. And so when that when avocados became popular and the word became part of Spanish and French and Italian, it either came into the language as identical to or very similar to the existing word for lawyer.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's really interesting.
1: I learned that in Australia, South Africa, and the UK, they are often called avos for short. That has
0: never occurred to me. Kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of cute. It's interesting. It's like just never occurred to me to call them that, but uh, maybe I'll start. So
1: I feel like I have successfully killed a bunch of time here talking about the word, the history, sex robots, uh, without having to talk about like things you do with avocados. Should we yeah. get into this?
0: Let's let's get into it because this is this is frankly this is my territory and I want to yeah. be in my territory. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know if we're ever going to do a separate guacamole episode. So if you want to make this the guacamole episode also, like I feel bad that I don't like guacamole because I love salsa and I feel like it's kind of a version of salsa and I could get really into it if I liked avocados.
0: I, I Yeah, I don't know what to say because I I think that the experience of eating like sliced avocado is so different for me from the experience of eating guacamole. I mean, guacamole... Uh, for me uh, avocado is just one part of it but it's transformed by the lime juice and whatever chili or lemon juice and whatever chili you use frankly I don't know like when you mentioned so you wrote in the agenda here like is this just going to be a guacamole episode I think it's so funny because it would have never occurred to me okay that this would just be a guacamole episode because I guess I like avocado in other ways
1: yeah, no, Wife of the Show Lori, we, we went for a walk uh, and we talked a lot about avocados, as we As do. one does. And, uh, and she said that she likes guacamole fine, but that, that uh, for her, like, she always wants more avocado out of it. And, like, a sliced avocado with salt and pepper, she likes just as much or more. And she really wanted to impress upon me that, like, one thing that's great about <laughs> avocados is that they have this creamy texture and luscious curves. And she said she would describe them as voluptuous, a word I don't think I've ever heard Wife of the Show Lori say in any other context.
0: Yeah, Lori. I like what you're thinking about avocados. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, most of the time when we have avocados in the house, I wind up just cutting it open, slicing it, or even kind of just scooping out sort of like spoonfuls of it and putting it on a plate and eating it with whatever else I'm eating with. Actually, I just put salt on it, not even pepper.
1: Yeah. Right I, yeah I know your you're, you're a bit of a pepper skeptic, aren't you?
0: I am kind of a pepper skeptic. I, I don't um, mean that critically. No, no. I, I feel like I only want pepper where I want to taste pepper. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, the, the Venn diagram of where I want to taste salt and where I want to taste pepper, <laughs> like there's a very small overlap there.
1: This reminds me when, uh, that uh, I bought a bottle of hot sauce recently that says something on it like, use this on anything you want to make spicy. I'm like, thanks good work copywriter
0: yeah yeah okay well they should have hired us matthew because yes. soon we're gonna we're gonna be unemployed sex robots because that's it's true
1: oh, so that's, hard to podcast that is remotely. so sad. we're gonna we're gonna be like you're gonna go to the junkyard and, and you're gonna see us just kind of like splayed out on a pile of trash kind please, of twitching. like take us home fix us up we have a lot of love left to give i think
0: and we can write better copy than that dude who was writing copy for the this the hot that's sauce so please right. take us home yeah. Okay. Um. So, wait, Matthew, hold on. What? Yes. Do you, so, but you were saying that you have found other ways to like avocado lately. So you don't like yes. avocado okay. so usually. Like, what are you talking about?
1: In the past. So first, of all, like in the past couple of years, and then in like in the past month, I've had I had some mildly transformative avocado experiences. Um, this is a big so deal. There, there is this local taco chain in Seattle called Tacos Chookies, and they serve like on a lot of their things what's called uh, guacamole taquero, which is like taco, you know, taqueria style guacamole. And it's blended and smooth. So it's not a chunky guacamole. It's it's like a sauce and it has tomatillos in it as well as, as uh, avocados. Mm. And so it's, it's like a, a smooth salsa with some avocado in it. And I think this stuff is great.
0: Do you think that you can actually taste the avocado in it? I mean, I've, I've had this kind of thing, but I'm just asking you, do you think you can taste the avocado in it?
1: I think so. But I, want, I wanted to ask you if you could try and describe for me what is the flavor of avocado. Because to me, oh, like, no. it is so subtle.
0: Oh, no. It is quite subtle. And, um, well, so my spouse, who, I, you know, I want to... <laughs> the other day, Ash and I were talking about how there's, you know, our show has Watzel and Totsi And then Ash is Satsa, spouse of the yeah. show Ash. But Satsa, I, I haven't thought to use the phrase Satsa. So I'd like us to sort of bring this into the vernacular. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try oh, it out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Satsa is a huge avocado fan. Satsa has a much wider range of ripenesses that they can enjoy in an avocado. Oh, like, that,
1: I'm so and, glad you brought this up.
0: Yeah, because I am extremely particular about what ripeness is is acceptable to me. So here, here's what I'm looking for. And here's how I would describe it flavor wise. I want my avocado to be like firm, ripe. Okay. Kind of like, let's see, how do I describe that firmness? It's kind of like, kind of like you want like not as soft as you want a ripe nectarine or peach to be, but almost there. But if it feels too yielding, it's gonna, to me, it's gonna taste rancid or it's going to have like brown spots, which I cannot deal with. So I want my avocado to be ripe enough that when you slice through it or scoop through it, it doesn't give off this kind of pale green milky look on the spoon or the knife. Do you know what I'm talking about? interesting. Okay, when avocado is think under ripe, when avocado is under ripe, it will leave kind of this like milky residue on the knife or the spoon. It's pale green and it has to me this like weird sweet flavor that I cannot handle. This is under ripe avocado. I don't want anything to do with it. Ripe avocado. Oh, okay. When you cut into it or scoop from it, It is, it doesn't like release that kind of slightly opaque milky looking stuff. And it just tastes, it just tastes really subtle, but rich. It does not taste sweet. It tastes savory, I would say. Okay. Uh, If your
1: sex robot releases an opaque white milky looking stuff, is that (laughs) part of the normal operation?
0: (laughs) Definitely call the programmer. Get in line with tech (laughs) support. Call the
1: programmer.
0: (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Call the Lord. Um, Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm not done, Matthew.
1: The The maker.
0: Wait, can I talk about yeah. two things that I don't like I- in in avocados? Uh, other, yeah. th- well, so so there's I don't like when it gets overripe because it can taste kind of rancid to me. You know, it's got such a high oil sure. content. Um, I don't like brown spots. I don't want to be anywhere near them. But here's the other yeah. thing I don't like. Matthew, have you ever cut into an avocado and noticed almost like a stringy quality to the flesh?
1: Molly, like that I've never cut into an avocado.
0: You know that packing tape? I'm going to ignore this. I'm just going to keep talking. Okay. The You know the packing tape that's got like fibers in it to make oh, it yes. stronger? Oh, Absolutely. Right. I think some of our listeners will know what I'm talking about. I have cut into avocados that seemed like they were pretty good, but they have these weird fibers in them. And I yes, cannot no. stand it. I don't know what it is, and I don't want anything to do with it.
1: I have seen it. That, that is one of the things that skeeves me about avocados is that they seem like like a cream that also has some structure. Yes. It's like okay. it's a particle and a wave. Yeah. But like yep, like okay. cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, hold on, hold on. But we're talking here. So the structure of the actual stuff, like as you mash it, it, it does not necessarily have this fibrous quality to no, it that I I'm know. talking about. Satsa. Spouse of the show Ash mm-hmm. can embrace avocados in pretty much all these forms, and, and and like if I open an avocado and it's like a little overripe for me or it's got brown spots, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna leave this here on the cutting board because Satsa is gonna come along and eat it, and they do. It's baffling oh, that's to great. Me. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's great. No, I think it is. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I've gotten good at buying avocados of the ripeness that that Wife of the Show Lori is looking for, which I think is the same as what you're looking for.
0: When you get it just right, I mean, I I agree. It's a very difficult flavor to describe. It's very, very subtle. But it it should not be actively sweet it shouldn't be yeah like a like an underripe avocado not only has a sweetness but also almost like a squeakiness it's like yeah. a cheese curd it's bad
1: there's uh avocado oil that's a thing that's become popular recently because they sell it in a big bottle at costco and my parents always buy it and it seems fine
0: yeah it's got a high smoke point so you could use it for like stir frying or something right yeah in theory yeah. okay okay absolutely so I know you make tortilla soup sometimes, right? Don't yes, you?
1: and I always get an avocado. So here's here's the procedure at my at my house. When, I, when I'm serving something that uh, that involves avocado, or like you know that as a garnish, I will go to the store. I will buy the avocado, and then when I set the table, I will set a little cutting board next to wife of the show Lori's place, and put a, the avocado and a knife on the cutting board, and then my job is done.
0: I remember recently, uh, or within the last few months I was eating something at your house and you brought over an avocado. I think it was f- for something we were doing on the show. You oh. brought me an avocado, a knife and a cutting board. And the avocado was like rock hard. And I was like, dude, you should oh. know better than this. We cannot possibly eat this avocado. Yeah. What I guess episode that was like would a, that have been for? a
1: bad pick. What? I don't know. Like I wasn't gonna eat it, so did huh. we do a tortilla soup episode? I don't think so. I don't
0: know what this would have been we for. Should. I'm sure one of our listeners will know. Yeah. What other what other uses of avocado? You know, can you think of, or you know, might our listeners be familiar with?
1: Okay. Well, I haven't even talked about my. Well, okay, I did talk about my second avocado moment because I think we talked about it on the show last week, uh, which I think was our uh, Claremont, California episode.
0: Yes, yes. Um,
1: But we went to this taco place. In case you didn't listen to that episode because it popped up on your podcast player, and you're like, why am I going to listen to an episode about some place in California I've never heard of? We were uh, in Southern California, and we went to this little taqueria called Alex's Tacos in Pomona. And I ordered something on the menu that I think we had vaguely talked about on the quesadilla episode, but had never had, which was called a synchronizada. It is, uh, one thing I loved so much, it's one of my favorite things I've ever eaten. One thing I loved so much about it is that if you had told me what it was, I never would have ordered it because it was a ham sandwich with lettuce and tomatoes and avocado in quesadilla fo- form, like ham and yes. cheese. Yes. Um, and so it was, a, you know, two big flour tortillas with some like like kind of slightly funky Oaxacan cheese, uh, you know, deli ham slice that, that I, I think had been like, you know, browned a little bit on the on the griddle mm-hmm. and iceberg lettuce, uh, not very good supermarket tomato and chunks of avocado, like cooked quesadilla style. It was a perfect dish.
0: It was so good. I remember when you took that first bite and you were kind of like, you know, mumbling incoherently. Yeah. And anyway, I asked if I could have a taste and then I wound up asking if I could just keep the entire quarter of it that you had given yeah. me because it was so good. Good. Uh, and the avocado was perfect in there. Um, yeah, I loved it. Have you, have you considered putting avocado on other hot sandwich type things since then? I, I mean, I've
1: considered trying to make that quesadilla at home. I haven't tried it yet, but it's going to happen.
0: Can you get Oaxaca cheese or Oaxacan cheese at your local grocery store?
1: You know, I think yes. Like, Actually, I think even like the QFC on 15th has a pretty good selection of Mexican cheeses.
0: Nice. Okay. Um, Hey, if you do it, will you let us know or at least Uh, let me know? I will
1: let you know. Yeah, no, I'll just let Molly know the listener is out in the cold as usual.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't have any, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. That's where everyone, everyone has to like, uh, you know, be a little more efficient about everything. And so uh, we are editing our slogan down (laughs) to (laughs) you can't have any, et cetera, et cetera. It's just the robot way.
0: Yes. Yes. Like we, were, we were built
1: to get the job done as quickly as possible.
0: <laughs> Ew.
1: <laughs> Which okay. is probably how we ended up in this junkyard.
0: Yes. Okay. Wait, Matthew, do you have anything else to say about avocado? Because it just occurred to me that one thing we really have not talked about is how do you get the pit out?
1: Yes. I was going to ask you. I haven't ever done it.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that. You haven't ever done that?
1: I've never cut into an avocado.
0: Because you, so seriously, you don't. I know you, I know that just a minute ago you said that you usually take the avocado and a knife and a cutting board and put it in front of Lori, but you seriously have never cut the pit out of an avocado yourself. I don't think so. Wow. Well, let me tell you about this, Matthew. So I think that probably like emergency room nurses and physicians could tell you that a very common kitchen injury. Is an avocado pit removal injury.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: So I think a lot of people do this. They they cut around the avocado with the knife so that they can separate it into two halves and twist the halves apart. And then often people will hold on to the half that has the pit with the pit up and then yep. take a knife and like while holding this half in their hand, like like drive the knife into the pit and twist the pit out. That's
1: how Watzel does it.
0: Okay. Well, so that's how I learned how to do it too. I happen to know that my cousin Katie wound up in the emergency room doing Aww. that, but I still catch myself doing it sometimes. The way that I learned, um, I once took a, a knife skills class at the pantry here in Seattle. Oh, nice. I have to say that none of it stuck. I I have like not great knife skills. But one thing that did stick was um, that, you know, there is really no reason why instead of holding the half of the avocado in your hand while you whack it with the knife to get the pit, Mm -hmm. you can just put it on the countertop. You can steady it gently with one hand, use the other hand to just sort of like tap the knife down into it okay and in that way you keep your hand safe and like i don't know where we ever got the idea that we had to hold the thing i guess so it won't rock but yeah that's
1: I, when I'm imagining you put it in putting it putting it on the counter. I I I think it's going to like roll over to one side or that when you like try and tap it with the knife it's going to get away somehow.
0: Yeah, but you know there're plenty of things that we cut up on cutting boards all the time that have a round side. You can just steady it with your hand.
1: That's true. I know. Okay. I'm thinking anyway, about potatoes.
0: So yeah, I I think that that is my that's the way I try to remember to take the pit out. But yeah, I definitely do that thing where I, I you know, I sort of drive the sharp edge of the knife down into it and then twist and lift and the pit comes okay. out. Yeah, I love doing. Are it.
1: there are there other ways that you know about? I didn't even think to to research this.
0: I think that could you probably, just squeeze
1: it until the pit drops out?
0: I think you probably could, but I don't know many people who would do that because then the other thing is Matthew. I think a lot of the flesh would kind of stick to the oh, pit. Oh, for if sure. It, and then you lose some idea. of the flesh. It's not a good idea at all.
1: Um, have you ever had guacamole prepared table side?
0: Yes. Okay. I, it is one of those gimmicks I, I don't care about.
1: Yeah. It seems it feels so festive to me, though. Like, I think I think I, I like the idea.
0: OK, well, would you, do you think you would eat it? I know you're not no. a big guacamole person.
1: Wouldn't probably would not eat it.
0: You just want to see the theater of it.
1: Just, yeah, exactly. I want to. Yeah, I want to I want to go to the theater, but not necessarily dinner theater.
0: Yes. Hey, do you remember? Uh, do you remember when we did some episode that had bananas Foster in it?
1: Yeah, it was. I th- well, It might have been the banana episode.
0: Well, um, it, you know, talking about making avocado tableside makes me think of like the like when bananas Foster was popular, whenever that was, uh, decades <laughs> like ago. I think people used to make maybe? that tableside too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, more like it seems like stuff there was a tableside. Time.
1: When if you went to a fancy restaurant, like a continental cuisine restaurant, just food was on fire in the dining room most of the time.
0: Those were the days.
1: Yeah. As I a society, that, we just don't flambe the way we used to.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, it's unfortunate because now that we have a whole race of robots, robots would be particularly good at flambeing tableside because they're like not worried about getting injured the same way that, uh, that you know, like uh, flesh and blood humans are.
1: That's true. Although, like, so wait, I I have like a coat of like human-ish skin that was that was installed at the factory. Are you just like metal?
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you see? Can you see the sheen on my on I, my yeah my skin from the window? Yeah, I that's can. metal. That's not okay. skin. Sorry, I that said skin, sense. but I meant metal.
1: But but like like smooth smooth voluptuous metal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There used to be a restaurant in the International District in uh, like Little Saigon in uh, Seattle called Melee Satay Hut. And they had an avocado milkshake that mm. uh, wife of the show, Lori, really enjoyed. Super mm. creamy. Like you could make it your whole meal easily.
0: Have you ever gone to Nacho Baracho, which is a bar yes. on Broadway in Seattle? So they have yes. those like um, slushy machines, you know, that are constantly like churning behind the bar. That is and such
1: a great gimmick.
0: Isn't it? Isn't it? It's so appealing. And anyway, um, a drink that they always have um, in one of those slushy machines is an avocado margarita, which I would have, I'm not big on the idea of like avocados in drinks, but I love that avocado margarita. It basically takes all the flavors of a margarita um, and then... I don't know. It just gets a little subtle shift from the avocado and kind of a beautiful green color. I'm super into it.
1: Okay. Well, next time we go there, you order that and I'd like to try a sip.
0: I can't wait until we can go there again. Yeah.
1: Same here. Um, I learned about um, feroz, which is a uh, characteristic dish of Martinique, and it's like a guacamole with salt cod or crab mixed in. Probably good if you like those things.
0: Feroce, like, f- like like ferocious?
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Wow! Oh my god, I totally want to make something called ferocious.
1: I know it sounds great, right?
0: It sounds fantastic. It also sounds like I don't know why it's never occurred to me before that ferocious could be a really good name,
1: like, like for a person. Yeah, it's like like precious.
0: Yeah, like precious, or are there are any number of like names in like Greek antiquity that had like us endings, right?
1: Oh yeah, or like like uh, or like, like even like the name like gladiator. Ignatius.
0: Like what about the name Ignatius? What
1: about the name Ignatius? You tell me. I know there's a Saint Ignatius.
0: Ferocious Saint there Ferocious a Saint is a pretty ferocious. cool name. All right.
1: Wait, I, there was a Metallica album called Saint Anger, which is kind of the same as Saint Ferocious. So, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is like we just became members of Metallica.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's put some salt cod and, and guacamole in it.
1: Yeah, no, if, if we bring if we bring like if we prepare guacamole tableside at the Metallica practice, we are in. Like we've been called into audition for Metallica. We're not. We don't really like play well enough to be in even like a bad Metallica cover band. But we brought guacamole, and we're going to prepare it
0: tableside. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'll bring bananas Foster as like a okay. backup in case the guacamole isn't enough. <laughs> And we can do bananas foster tableside. They will right. love the flames. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm thinking of every Metallica song title I can to see if I can come up with some kind of pun here, but I got nothing.
0: Okay, well, um, I think that we have reached the logical. We've gone past the logical conclusion I of our so. avocado episode. Um, you can, you can, you know, chime in on God. So many. What do we want them to say on our Facebook page? Well, I
1: think there's a lot of avocado stuff that we didn't cover because it's not part of our cooking repertoire um, and we'd like to hear about that how would you describe the flavor of an avocado
0: please I would love to hear other people try this because I don't think I did a great job
1: what can you come up with a with a pun involving like things we would that Molly and I would do at a Metallica audition
0: yeah can you um
1: (laughs) I think I think it would be more like exit Sandman because we'd be kicked out (laughs) Um, all right, that's what I got.
0: Anyway, so you should, uh, you know, weigh in on all this. We would be
1: unforgiven.
0: F- nice, nice. Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Tell us everything uh, that we've gotten wrong here.
1: I We oh, just hit the wall. Um, yeah, Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show wherever you find it. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Oh, Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that's
0: coming table to table, making guacamole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, doing sex robot stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I don't have any avocados in the house. Yeah,
0: that's that's never going to happen.